Well, 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 good afternoon, friends. So good to see you. My wife and I are just getting back from 10 days of vacation, getting some good old R&R, rest and relaxation, and it is good to be with you all, whether you're watching us online or in person. I see the chat. Throw some hearts in the chat. I want to say hello. Good to see y'all, everyone here, especially if you're watching for the first time, maybe you're wondering, who is this guy? I am Pastor Susie. I have the honor and privilege to be the pastor and founder here at God's Squad Church. And hey, we want to welcome you. And I'm so glad you're joining us right now because we're in the middle of a six-week series that we called How to Win. We're in the second half, our fourth installment, and the past three weeks have been amazing. If you have not already subscribed to the God Squad Church YouTube channel, I want to encourage you to do that. All of our weekly messages are posted there, and you can watch them throughout the week. You can share them with your friends. Definitely go check them out. And in week one, we really defined what does it mean to win. Everyone in 2020, and really everyone in life, wants to win because the alternative, like, who wants to lose? Like, I don't know about you, but I don't really like losing, especially our really competitive people. My wife is very competitive. She does not like to lose, okay? When people lose, they get toxic. They start raging. They throw things. They throw controllers. Desks get broken. Monitors get punched. Losing's not good. People like to win, but we got to talk about what does it even really mean to win. In week number one, we defined winning as knowing Christ. doesn't matter how much money you have. doesn't matter. You could drive the nicest cars, have the biggest yacht, have the best-looking spouse. It does not matter. Ultimate winning is to know Christ. And in week number two, we started unpacking this thought that really Jesus turns the definition of winning upside down. Most of what the world will teach us about winning, Jesus says, no, 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 if you really want to win, you've got to do it my way. We talked in week two about how to win with God. Then the Old Testament, in order to win with God, you needed to follow a bunch of these rules. And if you wanted to win with God, you need to obey these rules. But Jesus flips it upside down in the New Testament and teaches if you want to win with God, it's not about your performance or your perfection. It's about putting your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, that Christianity is different than any other religion because other religions will teach you if you want to win with God, you need to perform and work your way to God. But in Christianity, we know that in order for us to win with God, Jesus worked his way to us, to save us, to do what we couldn't do for ourselves. Last week, the legend of himself, Pastor Boz, twitch.tv slash BozGS, by the way, just throwing that out there. Last week, he talked about serving, that in our world, people will tell you, if you have a bunch of people serving you, you must be winning. If you're that big boss guy that's got a ton of employees, if you've got your own actual real-life penguin butler and people are serving you, you're probably winning. But Jesus says, no, really winning doesn't look like having a bunch of people serving you. Winning is you serving others. He's just flipping it upside down, flipping our definitions of winning upside down. And today, when it comes to the fourth installment of our series, How to Win, I want to answer the million-dollar question that people are always asking through the life and through the processes and when they're chasing their next big win. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? So many of us ask ourselves this question in so many areas of life, whether you're performing in something, going for that new job, thinking about making a big move, going through a struggle in life, chasing your big win, everyone's asking the question, is it going to be worth it? Is it going to be worth it? In the business world, they have a term maybe you've heard of, return on investment, ROI. And oftentimes, the answer to their question, is it worth it, is determined by the ROI, the return on investment. Am I going to get back what I put in? 
The amount of money or time or energy that I spent, in order for it to be worth it, the end result either needs to give me back what I put in or even more than I put in. And oftentimes in our world, the definition of worth is always determined by the end result. When I finally get to the end, I'll figure out if this entire process was worth it at all. And the thing about 2020 is everything is changing. The way we do things is changing. The way we do church is changing. I'm looking at a live audience right now where they're sitting six feet apart with face masks on. Little different, everything's different. And maybe your idea of a win six months ago needs to look a little bit different than your idea of a win today. Maybe you're a business owner, and six months ago, your number one winning marketing strategy was a billboard on like a major highway that you're probably spending a ton of money to do. And back then, it was totally worth it, 100%. Yeah, it's expensive, but like 75,000 cars drive by it every day. But then COVID hits, and people aren't really leaving their house anymore, and people aren't really driving by the billboard, and now you're revisiting the question, is it worth it? Your kids have always attended public school. They've always gone and they've socialized and they made friends. But now there's like plastic screens and face masks and eating lunch at their desk. And now you're asking yourself the question, is it worth it? What was worth it to you before might not be worth it to you now. We're all chasing the big wins, but in every season of life, we're asking the question, is it worth it? Am I going to get the return on my investment, when I'm chasing after my next big win, is it worth it? There was a big win that happened just this past week that maybe you know about. There's going to be a picture of a man that maybe, maybe you've heard of. His name is Tim the Tapman, okay? Raise your hand if you know who Tim the Tapman is. Put a five. Actually, you can't. Put a heart or something in the chat if you know what Tim the Tapman is, okay? Tim the Tapman, this dude right here, experienced one of the biggest wins that maybe Twitch has ever seen. Let me recap for you if you've been living under a rock for the past week and you haven't heard of the game Fall Guys, okay? Fall Guys is sweeping the world by storm. Most people in this room, I think, own Fall Guys. It's like literally one of the fastest growing games I've ever seen. Some of you are like, oh, fast growing game must be like some sick action RPG battle royale all in one. No, it's like a cartoon children's game, actually. It's really bizarre, but it's taking the world by storm, and it's growing like crazy. And if you don't know what the game is all about, we're going to show you a clip, a few clips of what the gameplay looks like while Tim the Tapman is actually playing the game. Let's go ahead and roll that video. There you oh go. Trust me, trust me. Just go slow. Tim. <laughs> yes! Tim, come on. Tim, Tim, Tim. There's a way! I won. I got my first win. 100%. Where's this, where's this other guy, Matt? He's all the way at the bottom. He's on the bottom level, but he's... Oh, bro, you have so much real estate. I just can't choke. If you didn't know what Fall Guys was, there is a little bit of a taste, okay? It is a multiplayer game, 60 people star, Pastor Boz talked about it last week, and last man standing wins. And what you just saw there was not only what the game is like, 
But unfortunately, you got to see Tim the Tapman losing time and time and time again. Now, if you haven't been following social media or his streams, you have not seen the global, just literally global phenomenon that has been happening of everyone wondering the question, is Tim the Tapman ever going to win? I mean, it was crazy. ESPN wrote an article about Tim the Tapman playing Fall Guys. The company Fall Guys would tweet at Tim every day, posting memes, pictures, and without exaggeration, every day, hundreds of thousands of people gathered for the sole purpose of watching Tim the Tapman win. It took days, it took hours, it took fail after fail after fail, but after much torment and torture, friends, I present to you Tim the Tapman's first win. Let's experience it together. One left. This is you, one-on-one, -on -one, Tim. Tim, you got this. Nice and easy. Let's go! You said it couldn't be done! There's the king! Put my crown on! Give me the crown! Oh, finally, against all odds, dude. Oh my gosh. Thank God, bro. This is your legacy, Tim. Let's go! Oh, dude. I can't believe it. They said it couldn't be done. They said it couldn't be done, that Tim the Tapman would never win. But real quick, can we give it up for Tim the Tapman? Took home his first WGGs. And give the man some credit, okay? He's got stream snipers left and right. And even his teammates, like Dr. Lupo, was crowned the best player in the world. And not only does he have to beat these other 59 people, he's got to beat Dr. Lupo. So, like, credit to Tim the Tapman. It took some time, but he finally did it. But here's what I want you to understand about this entire process. It was very, very, very unique because literally every day, hundreds of thousands of people would show up to watch Tim the Tapman. I believe we've even got some stats to show from his stream. On the day he won, he had 1.295 million people that tuned into his stream to watch this process. And like every day, two to 300,000 viewers, which if you don't know, is outrageous for a Twitch streamer especially for Tim the Tapman. As big of a streamer as he is, those are outrageous numbers. And every day, people would show up to watch him lose and lose and lose and lose. But here was the unique thing, that after he won, people were left wondering, well, what now? What do we all do now? Literally, Tim the Tapman's friends put together a compilation on the official Twitch Twitter where a bunch of them were congratulating him and Ninja's wife, Jay Ghosty, said the phrase, I had so much fun watching you, but now I'm like, what am I going to do now? It's over. It's won. He already won. What happens next? And if you've been following the aftermath, what was 300,000 people together watching him lose after he won, most people just left. From 300K back down to, now 50K, I mean, I'm not complaining, I wish I had 50K. But if you do the math, like that's a ginormous decrease. And if Tim the Tapman were to allow the worth of this journey to only be determined by the result of his win, if I'm going to be honest, I don't think it'd be worth it. After all the ridicule he faced, now a lot of people were joking and memeing, but some people were like actually ragging on this guy. Like, how did you not win this children's game? And again, they don't have all the scenarios that he has to deal with. But through all the ridicule, all the articles being written, written, 
He gets an imaginary crown and loses thousands and thousands and thousands of viewers. I don't know about that, but like a lot of people are like, bro, you'd been better off just kept on losing. You should have just kept on losing. That's what everyone wanted to see. You just on the journey. And if Tim were to allow the worth of the journey to be determined only by the results, it probably wouldn't be worth it. But what I want you to hear today is that oftentimes the worth of your win is not determined by the results, but rather determined by the process. You see, because for a week, hundreds of thousands of people were gathering together to watch Tim lose. He literally gained more by losing than he did by winning. And in a world in 2020 where everyone is separated physically, emotionally, racially, politically, for probably the first time in the gaming community in 2020, millions of people were brought together laughing, joking, and all enjoying the purpose of watching Tim the Tapman win. And I don't know about you, but to me, that's worth it. This was probably the funniest and greatest thing to happen in 2020 for gamers. This was his big win. To me, the imaginary crown really don't amount to all that much. But the process for him was what was worth it. People didn't write an article about Tim winning. They actually were writing articles about Tim losing. People weren't donating after he won. The next day, drastic people left. If Tim were to allow the, the worth of this journey to be determined by the results, it wouldn't really be worth it. But I hope that some of you catch here today that the journey that you're on might not be worth it determined by the results, but it might be worth it determined by the process. And every single one of us, as we're chasing a big win, we're wondering, is it worth it? Is everything that I'm doing just a big waste? Is what I'm going through right now just a big waste? Is the adjustments and the strategic changes I'm forced to make due to 2020, COVID-19, is it all just a waste? How do I know if it's worth it? And I want to share one and only verse with you today that I believe will encourage you to understand that if you will follow this lifestyle and this mindset, that everything you do will be worth it. Read with me. 1 Corinthians 10, 31, very simple. The Apostle Paul writes, so whether you eat or you drink, and then he's like, let's just cover all the bases, or whatever you do, or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Whether you're eating, drinking, or anything else in your life, do it all for the glory of God. What Paul is teaching here is that anything that you do, you can do it with a motive to bring God glory. You can do it with a motive to bring God praise. And I'm talking about anything. You know that boss that you don't like? You can do what he says, not just to please him, but you can do it to please God. You can say, God, you know what? I'm not really motivated by my affection towards my boss because I don't like him. You don't have to like your boss. I want to say work for God's Squad Church. You know what I'm saying, Pastor Boss? You don't have to like your boss in order to do what he says because you can do it for the glory of God, not even necessarily for what your boss says. You can literally vacuum your house with excellence, putting in all of your effort because God is an all-effort kind of God. You can emulate him. Anything that you do, you can do for the glory of God. 
You can get through frustrating tasks and frustrating situations if your motive is for the glory of God. Anything that you do in life can be worth it if you do it for the glory of God. And I'm talking anything. The way that you treat people, the way that you talk to people, the way that you work hard at work, you don't need to work hard just for a promotion. You can work hard because you're a follower of Christ and what you do represents your faith. You can work hard for the glory of God. You can try harder for the glory of God. You can love people for the glory of God. You can do even the most of mundane tasks for the glory of God. And oftentimes we're analyzing our lives and the winds we're chasing or the things we're doing or the storms we're going through. We're asking ourselves the question, is it worth it? And we allow our definition of its worth to be determined only by the results and not by the process. You might have tried a new business strategy or maybe tried homeschooling for the first time. And you can already see that it's not bearing the results that you are hoping for. But just because you're not getting the results you wanted, it doesn't mean that the process isn't worth it. Because here's what I want to ask you. If everything I do is worship, can anything I do be a waste? If everything I do, I do for the glory of God, then regardless of the results, can anything I do be a waste? Because if you're wondering, is it worth it? I've come to tell you today, everything you do is worth it. If everything you do is worship. No matter what you're chasing after, no matter what you're attempting, even if the results don't end up being what you thought they would be, you can fail with a motive to worship God and it still have been worth it. Because worth is not all about results. Sometimes it's about the process. You could be trying something new for the first time in your life and it ends up flopping. Well, I tried a new adventure. I tried a new business. I tried a new hobby. Tried a new hairstyle. Whatever it might be, you tried something new, and the results weren't what you were hoping for. But it doesn't mean that the process was a waste. Because in the process, you're learning. In the process, you're growing. In the process, you're getting better. And that in itself is a win, even if you lose. How many of you know that most of the time, you, you learn more lessons from losing than you do from winning? Most of the time, you get more out of a loss than you do for a win. It was true for Tim the Tapman. He got way more out of losing over and over and over and over and over again than he did from winning. Once he won, the winning stopped. All these brand new people suffered in the channel. I mean, Jeff Bezos throwing out the Twip Pines left and right. Well, actually, I think it's called Gaming Prime or whatever. I mean, everyone was there watching him lose. And all of a sudden, he wins, and it's like, well, what do we do now? If he determined the worth of the journey only by the results, it really wasn't worth it. An imaginary crown, really? The worth is not always determined by the results. Sometimes it's determined by the process. And some of you here today, I wonder, what journey are you afraid to embark on because you're determining its worth only by the results?
What do you feel God is calling you to do that you're saying, I don't know if I can do that. Because if I don't get the results that I'm looking for, then the whole thing will have been a waste. The whole process, the whole journey will have just been a huge waste. But I ask you again, if everything I do is worship, can anything really be a waste? Maybe you are trying to homeschool your children for the first time. And maybe after one week you're realizing, we're probably not going to do this next semester. But it doesn't mean that you can't learn some lessons here now in this, what might feel like a failure. Even in the midst of a failure, you can learn some things that'll end up being a win. The results maybe didn't determine the worth, but the process did. In the process, I got smarter. In the process, I learned. And in the process, I got to do all things for the glory of God. In the process, I had opportunity to worship. Some of your failures were just an opportunity for you to worship and learn and grow and get better. Do you know that people that run marathons are a very unique group of people? Because most people that run marathons, this is mind-blowing to competitive people, they don't actually expect to win. Most people that you've ever heard of that are like trying to run a marathon, like they don't actually think that they're going to win. Some of them are like, I don't even know if I'm going to finish, but I'm going to do my best. But how foolish would it be? How foolish would it be for someone to train for six months for a marathon, and at the end of the marathon, they didn't get first place, and they came to you and said, man, you know what, dude? I lost 27 pounds. I'm in the best shape of my life. I feel good. I look good. My wife can't take her eyes off me, but I didn't win the race, so the whole thing was a waste. Whole thing was a waste. I should have never done it in the first place. Whole thing was a waste. I'm healthier. My heart's in a better place. I feel better about myself. I look better. I feel better. I've got better energy. But I didn't win, so the whole thing was a waste. The whole thing was a waste. Nothing good came out of this. The worth isn't determined always by the results. Sometimes it's determined by the process. I don't know about you, but even if I don't win, I lose 27 pounds. My wife loves me a little bit more. I look good, feel good, my heart's in a better place. I call that a win. I call that a win. Even if I achieve the golden crown and a bunch of my viewers leave, but I got 1.295 million people to watch it happen, I'd say that's a win. So many of us are going through life, especially in 2020, having to get more innovative, more creative, trying things in a different way, but we're refusing to start because we're afraid that the results aren't going to be what we're hoping they'd be. And because of that, we think that everything is going to be a waste. But here's what I want you to understand. If you understand this verse and you do all things for the glory of God, if everything I do is worship, can anything I do really be a waste? Everything you do is worth it if everything you do is worship. You might not get the results that you wanted, but if you're worshiping God along the way, it was worth trying. You might have to get more creative and think of a new way to do children's ministry on a platform that doesn't allow people 13 or under. And we might have to try some new things. Who knows what the results will be? But it doesn't mean it was a waste all the way there. We got to learn some things. We got to try some things. 
You might be trying something you've never done, or maybe you're too afraid to start because if you don't get the results, you'll think it was a waste. But if you get to learn some stuff, get out of your comfort zone and worship God along the way, was it really a waste? Everything is worth it if everything I do is worship. And I wonder what you've been held back from starting, from trying, for doing, or maybe the struggle that you're going through. You're going to allow this season to be determined if it was worth it by the end result when you're missing out on all of the wins happening in the middle. We get so caught up on, it'll be worth it depending on what happens at the end. But we never focus on what about the wins that are happening in the middle. The end result might not be all that great, but what were the nuggets that happened in the middle? I don't know about you, but if you're simply waiting for 2020 to be over, for COVID to be over, so you can go back to the same job with the same commute for the same pay and go back simply to the way it was, I wouldn't consider the journey worth it. Go through all this junk just to end up back where I was? If that is your definition of worth, it's not worth it. But what are you missing in this year about how you're having to get more creative, how to get more strategic, how to trust God more? What are the wins you're missing in the middle because you're only focused on the end? You're allowing this journey's worth to be determined only by the results, but how can you do all things for the glory of God while you're in the middle? How can you do all things for God's glory in the middle before I get the results, before I finish the line? What if I end up crossing the line in 37th place, but I still lost 27 pounds? I still look better, feel better. My heart's in a better place. But can you imagine if we said, oh, that wasn't worth it just because I didn't get first place? I didn't get the results I wanted, so the whole thing is a waste. It's a waste. I wonder how foolish that would be if we did that in our lives. But for most areas, we do. Well, God, that season was a waste. God never wastes a second of your life. He's got purpose in every area of your life, always. No matter what you're facing, God does not waste your time. He does not waste your trial. God is bringing purpose. But the worth isn't always determined by the end. Sometimes it's determined by the middle. If you do all things for the glory of God, then everything you do is worth it. If everything you do is worship. And I challenge all of you today. All of us are having to do things differently. Everything is different. Honestly, I thought my life wouldn't really be affected because I work from home, make an income from home. But even my life is different. Everything is different. Some of you are struggling trying new things, and you're discouraged because the results aren't lining up. In my opinion, even staying afloat in 2020 is winning. You may have been crushing your goals last year. You may have lost 25 pounds last year. The fact that you've managed to stay the same weight while being in a couch for the past six months, I'd call that a win. I'd call that a win. Maybe I didn't lose any, but at least I didn't gain any either. Well, I've been on this diet that I thought would work, and I was supposed to lose 25 pounds in six months, but I only lost 13. You still lost 13. And I was doing everything along the way for the glory of God. 
If everything I do is worship, then everything I do is worth it. See, when you're a follower of Jesus and you understand this mentality, even when you lose, you still win. Even when you lose, you still win. Everything you do is worth it. If everything you do is worship. You know, we've been having church here at a physical location because we just launched back, I think it was July 11th. And we'd be lying to you if we didn't have those thoughts of, hey, is it worth it? Like in today's world, like starting a new location is insanely hard. It's different if you had a church that existed like in a physical location before COVID and then it shut down because now all your people are like excited to come back. But what do you do when you start a location that doesn't have anyone in it and you're trying to get new people to come? Like if we didn't have Discord, the only two guests we have today wouldn't be here. <laughs> like all the strategies of like church planting before, of like going door to door, knocking on people, billboards, signs on the street, bumping into people at Starbucks. You bump into, bump into someone today, like 14-day quarantine. Like it's all different. People are like, hey, I'd like to have a conversation. I don't want to have a conversation. And then it's just weird being six feet away like, hey, I'm thinking about inviting my church today. What do you think about that? No. No, I don't really feel like going to church for the first time in my life and catching COVID. I really, really don't. We're doing everything we can to be precautious, be sanitary, follow regulations, and ensure a touchless, safe experience. But in today's world, people, they don't want to talk to strangers. They don't want to take the invite card. I don't know where that card's been. I'm not touching that thing. No, you can't have my number. Like, everything is different. Everything we've all ever known about church planning is different. How do you invite people to church when people don't want to talk to you? People don't want to go near you? People don't want to be in the same building as you? Like, what do we, like, how? How do we even do it? How do we get people to watch children's ministry on a platform where you can't have people that are under the age of 13? How do you minister to children on a Discord service where you can't have people under the age of 13? I'll be honest, like, it's hard. I'd love to tell you that, like, man, it's been such an incredible journey. You can't see it, but this room is packed. We can only have 50 people, but it's packed. No, it's not. It's been difficult. The only people, Blue, Sparta, Golden Jeet, the only people that are here are people that were already in the community, in the Discord. And we're so glad you guys are here. But how do we get new people to come? It's been tough. Maybe some of us have been asking ourselves the question, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Like last week, I'll be real, last week was downpouring cats and dogs. Like we had a flood across the highway. Like no, nobody, nobody showed up. Nobody was here except us. Nobody was here except like staff. And you're left wondering the question, is it really worth it? Oh, man, hours, hours every week. Saturday morning, we could be sleeping. <laughs> Saturday morning, setting up chairs that no one sits in. Setting up signs that nobody reads. Setting up things, sanitizing tables that people probably aren't going to even touch. Is it, is it worth it? Is it worth it? If we're focused on the results, maybe not. But if we're focused on the process, 
Yes. If we do all things for the glory of God, then my worth is not determined by the results. It's determined by the process. I'm not sanitizing this table because someone might actually touch it. I'm sanitizing this table for the glory of God. I don't know if people are going to sit in these chairs that I set up today. But I'm not setting them up for the worth of the result. I'm setting them up for the glory of God. I don't know if anyone's going to really, like, do I really have to, like, put a black tablecloth on this thing and waste all this gaff tape to cover it bottom to floor so it looks excellent even though no one's going to see it? Do I really have to do that? If you're waiting for the results, maybe not. But if you do it for the glory of God, yes. Every time we set up chairs, we do it for the glory of God. Every time we set up these core value signs that the people who are already here have already seen them 75,000 times, we don't always do them for the results. We do them for the glory of God. If we can't physically give people invite cards, how are people going to even know that we're here? We don't know. We're back to the drawing board of how are we going to get people to even come here? Everything we've ever known about church planning is out the window. So we're left asking the question, is it worth it? If we're focused on the results, maybe not. But if we're focused on the process, then yes. Because everything we do, we do for the glory of God. Every time we set up a sign, every time we put gaff tape on the floor to prevent people from tripping, even though they probably wouldn't, we do for the glory of God. That's our motive. And everything is worth it. Everything we do is worth it. If everything we do is worship. And even if only one person comes, that's a life that's being changed that wouldn't have been changed otherwise. And I don't know about you, but to me that's worth it. Just one. Just one eternity changed. Who then goes and tells another person? Who then goes and tells another person? And what we thought was only 50 people then turns into an overflow room in the hallway. And little by little, because we did things not for the results, but we did them for the glory of God, the process was worth it. Now, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying the results don't matter. There might be some things or strategies that you're doing in your life that you maybe should stop. If they're continuing to be ineffective, you might need to go back to the drawing board. But just because it's not worth continuing doesn't mean it was never worth doing. Along the way, you still lost 27 pounds, feel better than you've ever felt, even if you didn't win the race. You might have to go back to the drawing board and say, okay, well, how can we, I mean, we're not aiming for no results. That would be unwise. But how can we still learn from the process while in the middle instead of allowing the worth to be determined simply by the end? And I pray for every single one of you, if you're a follower of Jesus, whether you're here setting up chairs, setting up signs, going through a difficult journey in your life, trying, trying new strategies in your business, trying to continue to make it as a pro gamer when you can't just simply manage to qualify for that next tournament, if everything you do is worship, then nothing you do is a waste. Is it worth it? Everything I do is worth it. If everything I do
is worship. We have many people that tune into our church online. We have mixed company. We have people that trust and follow Jesus. And we have people that, hey, maybe you're here, you don't believe in God. Maybe you're literally scrolling through the just chatting category going, what in the world? I don't even know if we're in just chatting category anymore. You're scrolling on Twitch and you're like, what even am I tuning into? And you've heard about God. And you're asking the question, is following Jesus really worth it? I mean, come on. Is it really worth it? And maybe if you were to ask that person, to ask that to a Christian, maybe their answer would be, yes, we get to go to heaven. Yes, we get to have eternity in heaven. But might I challenge your thinking that even if heaven didn't exist, Jesus would still be worth following? Even if there was no eternity and we were all going to live in a black nothingness, Jesus would still be worth following. There is nothing in this world that can give you the peace, the purpose, the forgiveness, the unconditional love that Jesus offers. You and I have privilege and opportunity to engage in intimate relationship with the master and creator of all of creation. And even if Jesus never died to forgive me of my sins, he would still be good. It's not his fault that we blew it the first time. Even if Jesus never died, he would still be good. And even if eternity didn't exist, he would still be worth following. Because he's the king. He is the master of all of creation. Even if we took eternity out of the equation, if I get to spend 80-ish years on this life full of peace, hope, joy, purpose, it was still worth it. Even if all I get to be is a servant to the king, it's worth it. But aren't you grateful that there is an eternity? That there was a cross that he did die on? Because he is Jesus, the Son of God, the one, the only one who lived a perfect life who spread his arms and died on the cross so that we could be forgiven of our sins and three days later rose from the grave showcasing that he is God, that nothing can stop him, and showcasing that he is worth following. This is Jesus. Is it worth it? Nothing I've ever tried and experienced in my life comes even close to the joy of just knowing Christ. He is what it means to win. Maybe you've been struggling in your faith because of 2020. You've been struggling to believe in God at all. If there's even a God, why would he allow this to happen in the world? And you're wondering, is it worth it? Maybe you're here, you're a follower of Jesus, and your faith, I mean, it's hanging on by a string because 2020 has got you down, and you're asking the question, is it worth it? Is even worth still following Jesus? I challenge you, keep pushing. Keep trusting God. Keep loving people. Keep chasing your dreams because the worth is not just determined by the results. It's determined by the process. And Jesus never promised that following him would be easy. He just promised that it would be worth it. It would be 
worth it. This is the God that we serve. And I don't know what it is for you that has kept you from trying or doing because you're afraid of it not being worth it. I promise you, if you fail at something with good intentions to worship God, then it was worth it anyway. You didn't get the results you wanted. And all along, all I got was getting better, getting smarter, more knowledge, more experience, and an opportunity to worship God along the way. I'd say it's worth it. Just because it might not be worth continuing doesn't mean it wasn't worth doing. If everything you do is worship, everything you do is worth it. And Jesus Christ is worth following. I know you're struggling. I know you're hurting. I know you're going through something. But if you're asking the question, is it worth it? I promise you the answer is yes. And if you're here, and you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, you're also wondering, is it worth it? I challenge you to let him prove it to you, that he is worth following, that he's the only one that can forgive you of your sins. He's the only one that can give you purpose. He's the only one that can give you eternity in heaven. And he's the only one that can get you through 2020. But don't take my word for it. Say yes to Jesus and let him prove it to you. He will show you that, yes, he's the greatest thing you've ever encountered, the greatest thing you've ever experienced. My life has been changed, and I'll never go back. And if you're here today and you've, you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, we want to give you an opportunity to experience the biggest win ever, knowing Christ, knowing Jesus. And if you're here and you've never made a decision to say yes to follow Christ, I want to challenge you. Why don't we close our eyes, bow our heads, and even from home, if that's you and you want to say yes to follow Jesus, would you pray this prayer with me as you begin a journey of saying yes to follow Jesus? Pray this with me. God, I thank you that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for me. And I ask you today, God, to forgive me of my sins and to be my Lord my master and my savior. And today, God, I ask you to help me to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you're here and you prayed that prayer for the first time, we want to ask you to do something bold. We want to ask you to celebrate the fact that you've just begun the process to saying yes to follow Jesus. And if that's you and you prayed that prayer, and you're here in the chat today, I want to ask you to be bold and to let us know by saying yes. I'm going to count down from three. And when I get to one, we're going to celebrate. We're going to erupt this room with praise and thank God for people that are watching now and people watching VODs and YouTube later that are saying yes to follow Jesus. Chat is open. If that's you, say yes on one. Three, today is the day where you begin a new journey. Two, God loves you with sent his son, Jesus Christ. One, if that's you, say yes in the chat. We've already got one. Can we thank God the fact that Jesus is saving souls? Come on, give him praise. Lives are being changed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
Congratulations to you, those of you that just said yes for the very first time. If you guys could do me a favor, can we put our hands together for those people that are accepting Jesus Christ right now in the chat? We got multiple people coming in today who are accepting Jesus Christ. I'm super excited for you. Hey, if you guys could do me a favor and go down into the resources or the, the uh, panels below and click on the next level link, that's going to send you to a form. We just ask you to fill out the form with as much inf information as you feel, you feel comfortable giving. Uh, a lot of people, they just make this decision. They know it's a really important decision. They know it means something, but it's almost like, okay, but now what? And so I encourage you to go click on that because we want to be able to give you resources. We want to walk beside you. We want to be with you on this journey because it's something that's not the end of something, but it's the beginning of something brand new. 